This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Have we left it too little, too late? Um, 
I'm relieved the fact that we've at least got something to play for in the last game because I've been, I honestly didn't think we were going to have anything to play for, especially um, after the first half at Yeovil. I didn't think we'd have anything to play for with how we were playing. So it's nice that we've got a game with something to, to cheer for, something to look out for. But I guess you never know. In some ways, I've got a feeling that something daft like both Lincoln and Coventry will lose, but then so will we. <laughs> you know, like most of the time, it's something like we would do, isn't it? But um, no, we've got a great, great chance, and uh, I think if we come out like we, you know, like we did in the second half against Yeovil, um, we should put, you know, call it to bed. I hope. And let's just hope the other results going our way. Let's look at um, that Yeovil game then, Si. Obviously, um, it was a, uh, so frustrating. I was sat there at half time. We were all messaging on the group chat, one nil down, and I said, "This is it, and this is probably going to be his last." Game in charge, and then ah, oh, sorry, Nathan, we'll come to it in a second. I've already, I've already, I've already put it out there. Already, he's already prepared. Riengo, come up the saviour, come up the man. Nah, I think he's. Uh, I know he scored two on Saturday and probably kept us in it just by the skin of his teeth, but I still don't think he's the man for us, to be honest. He's but like, you know, if he scores on Saturday, if he plays on Saturday, because I think he'll be the. It'll be the first man on the team sheet, I think, after last week's brace. Um, he scores on Saturday, then I'll be it. You know, I'll be up to cheer. Surely you can. It you should can be all out of touch, shouldn't it? Saturday? You can see the pain in Nathan's eyes as Simon <laughs> says that. You can see his heart just break, and it's like... I'm just going to move this way. All this, emotion, all this emotion about the angle built up over the season has just gone away. Well, I'm not gonna lie, it went away when that when they, when he got his second, got, you know, got the third goal. To be honest, uh, I, I put it out there on, on Twitter afterwards and on Facebook. I put all my hands up, and you know, uh, there's only one way you can can answer what I was saying, and that's by putting the ball in the back of the net. And he did it when it was crucial. So, you know, I take back everything that I said. Really, I mean, I still with Simon. I still, you know, that's one good game out of ten. You know, really. So, he's still got a lot of do, lot to do to properly win me over. But, I. I wouldn't be this time. I wouldn't be too concerned if you know if he gets a winner in final. Might just <laughs> he put it up then, yeah. And you know, I, I don't think I'd be too alarmed if he comes. Comes. I don't want him to start Saturday, but if he comes off the bench, I'll, you know, at least I might think, oh, well, at least you've got something in him now to, to do something. So bit, bit of an impact, man. Yeah, I don't want him to start. I'd rather have him on the bench. It's quite interesting that he pretty much most of the season he's not, not done much, and then he comes off the bench at Yeovil and he he wins us the game, essentially. What, where, where's the Lee Angle been all season? I could probably say other than probably the Grimsby game at home in, back in September. We did a bit of Grimsby away as well, to be fair. I had a bit of Grimsby away. Maybe it's just playing Grimsby. Yeah, you know, my theory is, is that Saturday, obviously, the, the, it wasn't looking good and he had something to sort of prove something to get him up for it because obviously it was like do or die for our season, wasn't it? And you think, well, Grimsby, well, obviously he played at Lincoln before us, so is there, is there some rivalry there that we don't know about that's you know, got him up for those games as well? So maybe, because mm. we do say a lot of the time it looks like he's a bit effortless, isn't he? And he's a bit lacklustre when he comes on the pitch and seems a bit disinterested, but yeah. obviously it wasn't like that Saturday. He seems like one of them players that, like, as soon as he's got in squad, he don't need to do anything because he's in the side, mm. whereas he needs to put ball at net, you know, to be inside, and then he seems to be a bit... Down when like is dropped the week after, and it's like it's because you've not put the effort in the week before. That's mm. that's why. 
let's uh, go to some of the comments tonight. As always, get involved on the live feed. The last chance, really, for you to do do so, other than if we make it to the playoffs and in the end of the season uh, review. It's the last normal podcast of this series. So get involved in the comments, as always, on the Facebook live stream. If you listen to the audio version of this, where were you? Thursday, 6.30? Ish, maybe. Possibly. Definitely. Uh, <laughs> all the time. Uh, Lundy says, evening. Uh, ben says, nice change of scenery. Chaps, it is as well. Thanks for inviting us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter says, evening. Uh, ben says, not sure about the, the Bone China like. Uh, obviously, you three have got all Bone China mugs. <laughs> I've got the Mansfield Matters mug. Which um, asks, are those Cups dogs safe? Um, Ben says, good morning. Ben says this could well be an England, England presser. Me and you are on Team Mansfield, Nathan. Uh, yeah. These two over there are on Team England. <laughs> England got a brand new training club. And then it uh, gets to uh, normality, comments about the actual stakes. Uh, Roger says, great goal, uh, free kick by Angle, but why wasn't he taking these earlier? And Shelley says, it depends which Lee Angle turns up, as he sometimes starts up for it and then disappears after a while. So fear, uh, um, it's a very accurate comment, but I guess the thing is, uh, Cam, obviously we saw in pre-season that Liangol did have the ability with these free kicks. He bagged a few in Malta and looked like a real good acquisition. What has happened to him and why now? I don't even know. I think you could put it down to that he's actually got something to prove. It's like he's got to push himself as far as he can because he might have realised, oh, we're, we're still within a shot for this. I've, I've got to put 100% in. It's like as if he went into other games like... Oh, he's, we're, we're only mid-table, we're not going to make anything. It's like it's, his mindset's changed and just like he puts that extra little bit of effort in, he puts 110% in or, rather than putting 80% in. Or could it be the flip side of the coin and him saying, and David Flitcroft kind of had a word in his ear and said, you might be going, so he needs to pick his game up to get signed by somebody else. Could that be a reason that he's picked his game up? Obviously, he didn't get exactly. much. He got a bit of a chance under Evans. He didn't perform. Fair enough. He's not played much until the last few weeks under Flickcroft. But he seems to have picked up his game in the last few. We banged one against Crew, but and then two more again at the weekend. Craig says in the comments, technically Leandro saved our season and gave us a slight glimmer of hope going into Saturday. Yeah. Should be rewarded uh, for that. We needed somebody to step up, didn't we, Nate? Yeah, that's like that. I didn't really care who it was. Uh, I mean, I didn't expect it to be Leandro, but you know, I'm, uh, that's why I take back everything I said because at the end of the day, it is down to simply that fact. He, he came off the bench and uh, not only did he just get two goals, but he did he did change the game for us as well. So. Uh, you know, is it's, it's, if we do go, if we do go, if we win on Saturday, and we do go up. A lot of thanks does have to go to him because he scored at the most crucial time. Why is it though, side, that it's taken this long to get it to, you know, 45 minutes away from being out of it, from to actually start fighting back? Why has it taken this long? Mansell Town. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Sums it all. That sums it all. Really Mansell Town. I mean, you, you've said it for the last three or four weeks, Craig. There's a there's an easy way, there's a hard way, there's a Mansell Town way. And as supporters of like number of years, how how have you ever known Mansell to do it the easy way? Never do it the easy way, do they? Exactly. Can? No, far <laughs> far from it. We've we've been there. You think five years ago we were sat nails biting up last day, hoping that we'd win to go up. So we, we've been there before. That the nervous games and. Mansfield t- seemed to turn up in the big occasions when we needed. Let's so, look at it another mm. way then, obviously, you know. Would we rather be sitting here talking about potentially sneaking into the playoffs on the last day of the season or 
just being another bang average season, at least we've got something to play for. At least we've got something to have a go at. Mm. Yeah. I mean, and all you, all you can ask is for the players on Saturday is to go out and give it 100%. 110 percent 120 percent 130 <laughs> <laughs> you know you, you you can only ask for the players to go out and do that I mean if we if we win three or four nil on Saturday and you know Lincoln win and or and Coventry win you know you can't ask of any more from what what the players have given on the Saturday but if they come out and be mediocre and you know and play a bit tentative and like not we need to be up front foot straight away we have to do our bit don't we yeah we have to do yeah. it because it's in some ways it's, it's going to be I, this season's like it, I mean it's a cliche but it's, it has been a roller coaster, hasn't it we started off really poor we wasn't getting uh, you know it wasn't anywhere where we thought it was going to be and then we went on a massive run and then you start thinking hey up you know we've, we've got a really good chance of uh, well one point we were looking at automatic wasn't we we had a thought we thought yeah. we had a real good chance of that and then all of a sudden we've gone down the, the oblivion drop haven't we and uh and it's looking like it's all over, and all of a sudden we've just come back up, and we've that last bit of hope. So, just just don't come out Saturday and, and let us down. Like you know, like you say, if we come out and we do our bit, what the other teams do theirs, and yeah, it's going to be disappointing. But you at least can you know look at our players and think, well, you gave it that last little go, and yeah. that's all we can ask for right now. But if we go out there and, and and don't put in the effort and 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 don't pull it off, then it'll just be a massive disappointment to our whole season. Yeah, and the other thing is, is you've got to look at your overall. And Morecambe, particularly Yeovil, I know we beat them last weekend, but they did go to Coventry and beat them 6-2. They gave us one hell of a fight on Saturday they, as well. Yeah, yeah, and Morecambe, I mean, they're fighting for their lives down there. They've got practically a point at least. Mm. You see, you'd have thought they'd want to go for three to be... To be sure. To be sure, to because be sure. Bar, it's, it's interesting because Barnet, who obviously the other team that can go down, actually played Chesterfield. Well, Barnet have got... Yeah. I've got 43 points, so it's 43 to 45, but Barnet have got a much worse goal difference. So a point to do more can bar a miracle, basically. Yeah. But they are playing Chesterfield. Yeah, Barnet yeah. would have to turn over Chesterfield by quite a few. But they're, they're, there's the point, they're playing Chesterfield. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's all ifs and buts, it's fine. It's funny how two those turn up after it's too late, isn't it? Yeah. Is... It's a completely nothing game, though, wasn't it? That's oh, yeah, for that one. But at least, you know, when it comes to Barney, they, they know that they've got that chance of, of staying in the league, so they'll be giving absolutely everything. I don't know it. if it's somebody like Martin Allen or let him go into a well, team like what that. What spells Ian McBarney out about his 143rd? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I've never known a manager go. Go there, come back, and and, and so on. And every time he's gone there, he's sort of had success, hasn't he? So yeah. it's uh, saved him from relegation, us. took him up into the league, yeah. and yeah. Oh. yeah. And it looks like he's probably going to save him again, isn't it? I mean, they're on a fine run of form at the minute. They're probably in the top six in the form in mm. terms of the form table. So yeah. I mean, to be honest, Mike Allen's come in. I actually do want him to. I do. I want him to win. I'd rather. I'd rather. Coventry beat Morecambe and just, you know, Lincoln lose for us. That's that'd be the perfect scenario for me. I just yeah. I would like let Morecambe go down. Oh, I don't care, you know, know, if it comes to it, whatever. <laughs> it, I don't care who loses if, as long as it's in our favour. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I can I can see a scenario though, can't you? It's sort of written in the stars of Mansfield being two 0 three 0 up in control, Coventry losing, Lincoln drawing, which would mean obviously Stags. Would be in there. We'd leap for Coventry. We'd leap for Coventry, and then the other scenario is obviously Coventry drawing, and then Lincoln drawing as well. So we need one to to lose, and then up pops Ollie Palmer or Matt Green in the last minute for Lincoln to win it for them, and it's 
game over. Well, you look. Um, what game was it? A couple of a couple of weeks ago, we was at home and. Uh, Oh, I was running with a bit of Paul Bell, that was it. We was, uh, we was winning and Lincoln were, were drawing and we went down to 10 men. All of a sudden, Paul Bell scored and then all of a sudden, Paul, uh, it was Eric uh, Palmer last minute and, and got the winner for them. And you just couldn't believe the, how quickly things turned. I know he, he has caused us some damage <laughs> this year, hasn't he? ridiculous. If this was an episode of mem- uh, Trip Down Memory Lane, we could easily swear about Holly Palmer right now. Yeah, I mean, we should let you into, in, into <laughs> that. Obviously, last night, for, for, just for, for reference, we were together at the Cafe Lounge in Mansfield. We wanted to just express our thanks to the Cafe Lounge as well for being fantastic hosts uh, yesterday, and, and our thanks to Ian Bowling as well. We've got a clip coming up of that later on, uh, but that series is going to be very, very different to this one because it's a very open, it's a very honest, uh, it's a very sort of stripped back series which does contain a bit, or a lot of swearing and sort of uh, some very funny stories, but it's well worth it. Uh, a clip of that coming up later on. Let's go to. Um, some of the comments then uh, Roger says all the players seem proactive for Flickcroft and his managerial skills is he on to the right path I mean if you look at the press interviews every single player that's been sort of interviewed in the press over the last sort of week or so has all been his training methods are great yeah the, the top notch the, the great standards so is that media bluff or are they genuinely buying into David Flickcroft I should hope they are buying into it but it just seems to be too late so if they'd have bought into this months ago, month, nearly, nearly two months two ago, months, yeah. then this could have been completely different. It's just as if that first ten games, he couldn't, couldn't seem to get them going, he couldn't put into practice what they've used in training, and it seems of recently they've finally started to, to get through to themselves and play the, the way that Flickcroft wants them to. The problem is with that, though, is that um, maybe maybe they are. Yeah, well, I guess we we don't know because you sort of need more games to f- figure that out. But the problem is for me is that Flickcroft came when he came in. He said that he's not going to change things. He said we're going to keep it as it is and you know as, as, as well as he can. And you know because we we only had twelve games left, didn't we? So yeah. so and but it's been quite obvious since then that things have been changed quite a lot. Because I mean even the players have said so impressed that. You know, uh, the training sessions have been very different and, you know, the tactics are quite clearly different. You can see that from a fan's point of view. So, you know, why did he change it? Because, you know, he quite clearly didn't need changing until, you know, it just started going wrong. So, it's all well and good getting your players to play for them, but he had a job to do initially and we were in a great opportunity to get automatic. So, that's a bit frustrating. Did he try and change it? Did he try, did he try and leave it? I mean, for me, I think he left it and maybe made a few subtle tweaks in the first couple of games, and then he tried to change it at Forest Green, and that's arguably where it started to go drastically wrong, isn't it? Well, that's wrong, yeah. I, I guess it, it probably, it's hard to say, isn't it? You don't know, really know what goes on behind the scenes, so maybe it didn't... Because we had, who do we have? We had Lincoln, didn't we? And then we had uh, Stevenage Col- after that, wasn't it? Colchester. Uh, Col- yeah, Colchester. Um, and obviously they were both draws, so maybe he felt he needed to do a little bit of tinkering to get those wins. I don't know, it's hard to say, but for me it just... The, the only I don't worrying, know if he's still a man, I don't know. Yeah, the only worrying thing for me on Saturday is he's, he's yet to win a game at home. Mm. And that is the worrying thing. The two wins that he's had have been away. And he's yet to get one at home yet. So, Although last game against Port Vale we had enough chances to win like five games. After being ripped, <laughs> after being ripped apart at one end. For me, Saturday, I mean, this is an interesting comment which uh, has been put on by Craig uh, in the comments feed. If you are watching the live feed tonight, by the way, you've got Stags fans and mates who, 
you know, perhaps haven't heard of the podcast before, or perhaps haven't watched the, the podcast before, hit that share button and let people know to watch the show. It might be the last one of the regular series, but we ain't going anywhere. There's a Memory Lane podcast coming up, and there's an end-of-season review. There's plenty more Mansfield Matters content to come up. You don't have to be a long-time watcher. You can be a first-time watcher. It doesn't matter. Share it out and get involved, because this is a show, after all, for the fans, by the fans. Uh, Craig says in the comments, come out Saturday and attack the game like we did against Newport and put the game to sleep early, and then hope and pray. Team selection-wise, we'll talk more about this uh, in depth later on, but if I see the team come out at 2 o'clock on Saturday and he's gone four at the back, I'm not even going to bother going in. <laughs> I bet you do. Of course, yeah. of course <laughs> I will. Of course I will, but it, I think it's one of those, isn't it? We, if you've got to send a statement of intent out. We've got nothing to lose. What's, the worst that can happen is that we finish, we get, we play well, get beat, finish eighth. At least we've given it a go. But if we start in the f- four at the back, try to just sort of balance the game and nick it, What's the point in that? It's, it's all or nothing, isn't it? Even if it's 4 3 3 and we're one way angle those Anemins up front. Yeah, I, I, I want three at the back. I'd, I'd even throw Miller on there because yeah. the chance he might be fit, and I think, if I, I think it's worth a gamble and play yeah. four strikers the entire it's, game. Yeah. <laughs> I would genuinely play 3 like three four three and just push numbers up in midfield and just attack and press. So I think because you've got your three strikers up front, you could have your midfielders, McDonald and Malice. For example, that a little bit more attacking, attacking edge. It, it's just that we need a lot of our goals this season have just come up from front. We've not got players that are stuck up from the back in midfield or in defence that have particularly no, popped up and done anything. It's we've relied on the strikers too much, and to get us well, fair enough. Daniel Rose and Kane Emmons have chipped 14 in, 14 goals in each, <coughs> but you can't rely on two players all the time. You need need other players to stand up and actually pop up at the most important times. One name who does need to be on that team sheet though, Si, is that of CJ Hamilton because it showed again, dropping him from the starting lineup didn't work and once again he was forced into that silly silly corner of having to make a substitution during the first half to yeah. mix it up a little bit. And I mean, I, I don't see, I know people criticise his crossing and things like that, but He's like lightning down that wing, isn't he? And His crossing's got a lot better this season. It has, to be fair. It's improved, hasn't it, from where he's, he has been. He seems to know where he's going to put it. He, you know, he, he looks up a bit more now and looks to see where players are rather than just, let's get that wing and just get it box as quick as possible. Because I, I don't want it in that sort of area. I just want to get it in box. He tends to put it in a dangerous area but not pick anybody out. That's the sort of difference. Yeah. It's, it's more, it's not pinpoint, but then sometimes that's what you need not just your striker but you need some midfielders players yeah. running in in the box to get on there so that, that's where I'd be telling like McDonald and Atkinson to to push into them areas sort of thing or Mellis to get into them sort of areas where if if keeper saves it or if it comes off at post or anything like that that Eddings and Rose is there to just uh, pop it in there's one thing that this may be a bit controversial and uh, I may get a bit of stick I think Cam may agree with me here I may get a bit of stick from the people at home because I last week said the opposite, but I, I would be quite inclined to uh, to possibly drop Logan, and it's a gamble because it's one get there's one game left, so you sometimes think, is it worth it? But he was lucky against Yeovil; he dropped two there, where they very easily could have put put it to bed there. And uh, in the last four or five games, there's been at least one occasion where he's, where he's dropped something that's been quite simple. There's been. A, I don't I, want that to cost us. I know there were a couple of chances at uh, Chesterfield that he 
fluffed and I know Mal Benning had to scoop one out for a throw-in because mm. Logan couldn't gather it but would that be too much of a risk? It's, it's hard to say, isn't it's it? It's that relationship that he's got with the back four. Yeah. Would that unsettle it too much mm. playing Alejnik? Because mm. obviously Alejnik's, fair enough, we've not had as many reserve games recently and we've not had as many... Not for the senior lads. He hasn't played in the matter. He's not. I mean, there was one today but, and there was one on Tuesday which Paul Anderson played in and Jack Thomas I think Jamie Maguire was actually on the bench as well which was quite <laughs> yeah he's been released hasn't he he's, well, he's been released but it was his choice to leave Boston mm. so but the point is we're not playing the senior players in the reserves at the minute so no but it's like you could probably say Alejnik's not played since uh, Blackpool away yeah. beginning of December in a competitive men's team match no he played at Wickham did he play at Drop, he dropped Logan for Wickham. Wickham oh, away. yeah, Wickham away. Yeah. I think, yeah, Logan was ill. The noise you can hear, by the way, is Hudson having a full-on spaz attack <laughs> over there. Rolling around with the artificial gas, it's great. Uh, Roger says in the comments, uh, I know Maka plays in midfield, but he makes a very good winger on the right. Is it worth playing him there and changing the midfielders? So, what would you do? McDonald on the right or Maka in the middle? <laughs> Maka in the middle, just be out front too. I think that's where it's most dangerous. <coughs> I'd, I'd say in the middle, it gives him a little bit more freedom to roam around. He can be that box-to-box midfielder that we know he can be. He can pick out a pass from 40 yards and not have to worry about getting onto the wing. And but then he can put a crossing, a decent crossing mm. all, so it's difficult to say, isn't it? Really? Who would you put on that right wing, though? I'd still have Anderson there, but it looks like he's not going to even get Ando, a shot. Atkinson. Craig's yeah, mate. It's got to be Anderson. It won't be. It won't be. It won't be. But he's got the quality to pick a good pass into the cross to the box, and he's also good defensively. He's disciplined and he's a leader. So it baffles me why he's not in contention to get into the squad. You look at the games that he's played in, I think it was Morecambe just before Christmas, last minute. Pings a ball into the box, Danny Rose gets on end of it, and it's yeah. it's one of the best locational, like getting it in the right area. Because we've got players that can cross, but they're not always like CJ. He could cross the ball, but he's, it's not always in the right place. Hmm. Whereas Ando can actually pick out where the ball needs to go, and he can he actually can get the delivery that's needed. And he just got a little bit more of a steady head. He knows where players might run into. A little bit more. Mm. That experience is critical, isn't it? It is at this time of the season. Especially if we're, you know, leading the game. Oh, you know, there's going to be so much tension yeah. towards the end of the game if it's one 0 or one one. You know, there's going to be you, you need experienced heads on the on the pitch. For the other like thing is, is if it's one one or something like that, it's the crowd's going to drop as well. It's going to be you'll hear a pin drop in there. You know, and nervous tension. Yeah, yeah, nervous and. What 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 the guys need is you know we need to get behind them sort of thing. Well, let's uh, take a little break and let's have a listen listen and find out what uh, Stags boss David Flickcroft has made of the uh, upcoming week. It's all or nothing. It's down to the wire on the final day. But is the Stags boss up for the challenge? I think from this, when the season started, the objective was to get out of the league and via the playoffs, or, or certainly, you know, as one, two, or three. The objectives changed. We're in with a fighting chance. Uh, it's a three-horse race, and, uh, and we're one of them teams. 
So, uh, you know, we've just got to make sure this week that the players understand the magnitude of the game. We've got to take care of our business. We have no control over what happens at other grounds, even though we keep an eye on what's going on at other grounds. And we've got to maintain our focus and uh, make sure that, you know, the environment we set this week is competitive with our supporters. They deserve to have that that time and that respect and that, that feeling of pride after a football match is really important. And, uh, you know... Yeah. We'll get our business done on Saturday and uh, make sure that we are pristine our work, make sure that the quality of work good. Um, and since I've come in, that's that's the bit that we've got to improve this club, you know, the quality of work. We're creating a lot of chances, we're creating uh, a good intensity, not for the 90 minutes, but certainly in good stages of games. And in the moments, you know, we've got to, like I keep saying, finish off teams. And there'll be moments of real quality and composure. That's what we're going to have to do Saturday. The more time... I have at this football club. Uh, we'll see a team that can compete for 95 minutes, that can run longer than any other team, that are fitter than any other team, uh, and that go and take a result and front foot performance. Uh, any team, every time I've brought a team here, uh, and it's been my own team, designed by me, you know, we've run right So that is what I will give to, the, to our fans. That is what I will deliver to, to our fans. I want to see my team do that. I've never sat back. I've never sat back in my life. I take a full, a forward step every day. And um, that's the team that I'll deliver to the Mansfield supporters. It's going to be Flickcroft speaking uh, to iFollow earlier in the week. If you want to watch that in full, mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Uh, clearly the local dog, so I'm a, uh, a fan of David Flickcroft. Apologises. Are you galvanised? Are you galvanised by David Flickcroft? But are you? Because there's something which I picked out from that and highlighted it on my notes earlier on when I was listening to that and editing that. Teams shaped by me. His comment when he said at the very end of that. What do you make of make of that? Is he? Uh, is there a little dig at the players there? Is there a little dig at the fact that he's not been able to make any influence on this side whatsoever? Fair enough, he's not made any influence. But if you if you're a really good manager, you can get any team to work for you. In in theory, if it's something that the players are wanted to buy into, and something that the players are wanted to work for in training, if they wanted to work for in matches, then there's no reason why he can't <laughs> make that those little influences on the team. Fair enough, it's not going to be personnel influences, but surely he should still be able to get the results out of them that but he's wanting. The key word is manager. You know, that, you know forget about tactics and all stuff like that. Basically, he should be able to manage players and manage those people that he's got working for him and um, is he doing it I, I don't know I, I, I'm, I'm still I, I was obviously yeah, I was obviously delighted on, uh, on Saturday that we'd got a win but you still look at his record and look at how we've been over the last 12 games and uh, for me I, I, he's still not the man for us to take us forward it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, there's certainly something in his comment there, but he does promise going forward to create a team that plays on the front foot, that lasts for 95 minutes. Well, what about starting in minute zero and switching on? Oh, right, he should have done that from the like, first game, shouldn't he? <coughs> you know, showed, showed the Maxwell Town fans what he's all about, because when he come into us, we didn't know his style of football or anything like that, so... So why didn't he just come in and just say, you know, this is how we're going to do it? it? It's no different to what we were playing before he came in. So, 
there was no change or anything like that. So why don't we just continue to play like we have been doing under David Flintcroft? If he wants to play on the front four, we have been doing, so why not carry that on? I still think there's something behind the scenes that's not quite right. What, what I found, find so difficult with him is that in his interviews, he says the right things, but I don't feel any emotion into what he's saying. He, he tries and says he's got emotion, and, and he says those he says emotive words, but you don't get that through his his, his voice and his personality, and his sort of his he's not he's yeah. not he doesn't motivate me as a fan. He you know doesn't get me excited for. He doesn't get uh, you galvanised. He's very that's all is yeah. So think how he's with the players and stuff. Well, like they don't get the same. So I think it'd feel like you're sitting in a college lecture. I think it's training like that. Yeah. But sometimes you've just got to get on with the, on with the drills, <laughs> won't you? Whereas, and you're thinking, oh, I've got to listen to him talk for 50 minutes about his, uh, his beliefs and how you know, and blabber on about rubbish and the was supposed to get on with it. He just doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't galvanise me at all. He <laughs> doesn't galvanise you at all. Just point in the right direction. <laughs> doesn't point you in the right direction. Doesn't point you in the right direction. That's Will Atkinson, you're getting your references wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah I said that. We've still got loads uh, to come tonight, obviously. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about our Memory Lane podcast. We'll have the results of our Snap Poll in a second as well. We're also here. Finally got him on the show, but I've not brought his picture with us tonight. Paul Digby! We're going to hear from him in a second. Mm. And from, uh, from Mel Benning uh, as well. Um, but, sorry, what about going into Saturday? Obviously, you know, is this one of the biggest games in our recent history? Is this bigger than... Wrexham at home and Hereford away? No. Why? No. Because we were top of the league when we played Wrexham and that meant more to us. We was... If we'd have lost Wrexham and Kidderminster had won, we'd have dropped into the playoffs. And that would have been... We, I think if we hadn't done that, we'd have still have been in conference. What about you, Kevin? You're nodding your head in agreement. Oh, that's Nathan, but he's got a biscuit. We, no, I agree. <laughs> we'd been in the conference long enough. We were... We were ready to come out of the conference the season before, and if it wasn't for the odd few players messing up in the playoffs, then we'd have we might have got back into the league a season earlier. But we just wanted to get out there, and the club's not developed like it has recently until we got out out of the conference, back into the football league, and that's helped us develop on the pitch and off the pitch. Well, we've, we've said in the snap poll this week, we've asked for tonight's show of the, the last one of the regular series. It's a simple one, really. Can the Stags actually make it into the playoffs? The options were yes, we believe, or no, it's too little, too late. It's a very tight vote. Uh, 58% say yes, we believe. 42% say no, it's too little, too late. Nate, which way did you vote? Um, I don't have to vote, but... Um, if which, if you were casting there now... Oh, I'm going to say too little, too late. We just, we, even if we do our own job, we're just relying on two teams that could very easily win on Saturday. So. Cam, which way would you, you have voted? I voted yes on that. So we've got a contrasting opinion. Fight it out. Go. <laughs> I think it's down to purely because Yeovil have obviously wiped the floor with Coventry at Coventry. Fair enough, we've beat them, but it's still given us a good competition. Lincoln... Fair enough, they're good at big occasions, but do you think that <coughs> maybe 
this will be too much for them. I'm not sure. It's, it swings and roundabouts, and it's all ifs and buts. But I, th- I think if we can, if we focus on us, and all we can do is hope that results go our way, and that's all that we can particularly say. So we're fifty-fifty at the minute. You've got the casting vote. Which way is it going to go? You're going with Cam. We can make it. Yeah, we can make it. What's point in being there? If, if what's point in not believing? If you know, there's no point in turning up on Saturday if you don't. But if we don't believe we're going to do it, Simon's galvanised. <laughs> what, what is it they say about um, the pessimist sees the difficulty ahead and the optimist sees what can what can come, what what can be. So at quarter five, if we hadn't done it, I'd be like swearing at everybody and everything, and I'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> and don't, it, don't talk to me for the next hour. Shelly in the comments says, uh, we'll move things on a little bit now. I um, think we have to get our head around Flickcroft. Um, can you just tell her to um, have a word and tell her to spell Flickcroft properly? Is that Flickcroft? She can't spell. I think we have to get our heads around Flickcroft staying after he's been speaking about Portugal. Plus, we need to see who leaves and who is staying, and most importantly, how much money we have uh, to bring in new players. Flickcroft has ten has first ten games with his own team to show us what he's all about. Um, I'd give him twelve, and then then you can actually compare. Do you know why? Because he had twelve with Evans' squad, and then twelve with his own. Twelve gets you to what? September, early October, mm. and that's enough time to, to make a difference and, and change it up. Anyway, um, the point that I was going to talk about was Portugal has got the passports. When we started this series, you were the only one that went to Malta last summer. Yeah. So are you, go, are you going? It's looking like it, yeah, because my, my dad's trying to get permission off his missus. So, <laughs> uh, that's, that's the hard bit, that's why that's what we're waiting on. So uh, she says, yeah. Family holiday. I'm, I'm going. Well, we, 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 the problem is, we used this excuse last, last year and we said <laughs> father and son bonding. And we managed to get away with it somehow. I don't, we didn't think that would work, but it did. But I don't think we can use it twice on the trot, so... We need to find some other excuse, but I'm uh, I'm definitely up for it. Spiritual enlightenment, going to Portugal to find yourselves. That that is a good idea. Yeah, although you do realize you've sent this on a live broadcast, so she's well, yeah, yeah, fine. 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 Don't know what she's missing. No, exactly. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Thirty-ish every Thursday. Good work. <laughs> well, kind of, not anymore because it's the last one, but probably it's next Thursday. Yeah, probably. Um, Ish. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we've been doing episodes. I really can't. I can't believe I'm sticking. With, I, know, I can't believe I'm sticking with you like, in the summer as well. You really love it. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm galvanised. Uh, I, I would, mate. I would. Um, Portugal. It's a bit different. Obviously, we used to uh, be more. But how important is having that training camp? Because it does bring the players together. It's all about fitness and things like that as well. And there's going to be a friendly over there. I guess it's good to see, you know, the fact that we, our training camp's not going to be like just like a weekend in Skeg or anything like. It's, <laughs> we're actually putting actual. It's going to be an enclosed camp controlled by the club, and also what's key with this as well, it's not just 22 senior players going. It's pretty much the entirety of Mansfield Town. The youth team are going over there. They're playing a friendly. Everyone's going to be training together. That integra- that integration is there. Mm. Yeah. It brings brings um, everyone close together, and you you get that. With a lot of the youth team, you've got quite a few again to that point where they need to start transitioning into the first team. The players that we need to keep hold of, they need to start getting with the first team and actually start training with them. I know we've got a few, but not all of them. Call me a sad old boy, but we could do all this over here. 
We don't need to get to Portugal. Yeah, well, Portugal's we got better weather. We, we can do this in this country. You know what I mean? We can, we can still do all this and have friendlies. I think the important thing is what sort of friendly that actually get scheduled out there because... <laughs> Come in a boring game. You can clearly tell... You can clearly tell... What's comments coming up there? You can clearly tell on this sofa, like, who is not going and who's contemplating going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you can. clear, isn't it? Who wants to go and who doesn't want to go? I'm skint. Simon Gold. <laughs> Oh, Nathan's a... That's the customs. I'd say, like, the problem is that with, with, with Molton, I, I loved that, like, you all missed out just saying. Um, <laughs> the, the problem is that the actual friendly that they did arrange, it was, it was, a, it was, it was pointless because we, we, was, we was up against 11 players that had just been thrown together. So they were, there wasn't actually a team, there was just players that were on, like, sort of on trial sort of thing. So we wasn't... We didn't get tested at all, to be honest, which probably explains why Liang scored three or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> I never that in there. You're not even turning up on time. You're not turning up on a bus. Like, no, I was like, I was on a game. No, no, you I was on um, time, did you? Yeah, I was, it, if I was on my bus, I'd have been happy, to be fair. I'm hoping that uh, if whoever sorted out the bus this time, let me know. You know, drop, drop me a message if I missed out. But anyway, uh, I was there on time, so yeah, but... Um, yeah, like I say, they're friendly. They've got to make sure they do it right. Like, they've got to make sure that if they're doing this closed camp, they've got to make sure they train hard and then play like have a good sport friendly, in Lisbon or something. Oh, it'd be a good test, wouldn't it? Well, it would be a test. We'd beat them, beat them, clearly. Oh, of course. I think they'd be up front, we'd be fine. It's like when, like, a few years ago, <coughs> I say a few years ago, you're looking 10, 15 years ago, Stags went on tour to Barcelona. Is this going to be one of my questions later on when you're going no, to try and fish me up? Right, no, okay, it's not. No, not at all. <laughs> I thought you just slipped in there to give me yeah. a little bit of a, advice. Well, let's bring it back to the, the here and now, then. Um, Roger says, I think we'll win on Saturday, uh, but... But we're in the, the lap of the footballing gods with the other two games. They might be kind to us, and they might be kind to the second best team on paper. Well, fingers crossed we can do it. But what do the players think? Let's first hear from a man who we've loved throughout this series on the show. He's divided opinion between me and Simon. He led to, it led to uh, Simon, you getting me uh, was it a Christmas present or yeah, Christmas, yeah. Present? Christmas presents? Uh, a secret Santa Christmas present of uh, a photo. Uh, of this guy which has been on display on pretty much every one of the podcasts uh, which we've done You're his name welcome. is Paul Digby he's been back in the size I know he's, I forgot he's been he's back in we're, not, we're not missing him Don't well worry. shut up he's galvanised he's gone he's been back in the side over the last couple of weeks and to be fair um, he has done relatively well and made the right back slot his own but what has he made of his uh, reintroduction into the side and does he believe, does he think that the Stags can make a final dramatic final day push to get into those Skybet League 2 playoffs. One of excitement. We don't want the season to end. You know, I think that's that's our mindset going into the game. And yeah, just excitement for Saturday, really. All our focus is on Saturday and, and getting the three points and hopefully results go our way as well. It's a funny game, football, you know, things go up in and, you know, Comrade Logan's been talking about his time at Leicester when, you know, they snuck in there last day of the season into the playoffs and just be amazing to get in the playoffs and keep that Wembley dream alive. If we get into the playoffs, then it'd be a good time to, to go into them on the back of good form, 100%. I've enjoyed being here, do you know what I mean? I've enjoyed coming in every day and, and, and learning and, and things. And obviously sometimes when you're out of the team, it is difficult. It is difficult, but my, my mindset, my motivation's always been that you might get one or two. You might, well, you get chucked in at any time. You know, I've been in football long enough now to know that you've got to deliver. You've got to deliver when you're, when you're put in. And I feel I've done that 
when I've when I've come into the team and to help the boys, you know, like my mindset's always, you know, I don't want to, never want to let the boys down. I want to give my all for the boys every time I, every time I step on the pitch. So I feel I've done that. I've played right back at Championship level and for England under twenties, I think it was as well. So it's nothing, nothing new to me. And I'm just glad I can go in there and help the boys. To be honest, I feel I've got to be down the centre of the pitch, whether that's centre half or or centre mid. And I, I do feel like I'm. I still feel I'm a, my best position centre mid. Like I say, if I have to play right back, if I have to play centre half and help the team and help the boys out, I'm more than happy to do that. Paul Digby speaking to iFollow earlier today. You can watch that in full on Mansfield Channel at forward slash iFollow. Diggers, you made it, my friend. And keep holding that shirt. We want you in there. We want you as captain. We want you as leader of, uh, of, leader, uh, of all men. And you heard it in, in, in there, so you were shaking your head, you didn't want it in the side, did you? No, I don't. It's not going to have me again. Come on, I love you. Come on. <laughs> Pipe down. All right. <laughs> not that I don't want him in the side, I don't want him in midfield, because he's not a midfielder. <laughs> I'd, rather have him, I'd rather have him centre-back or right-back, because he's, he's way better there than he is in centre-midfield. So that's my only, you know, criticism. I'd rather that he's, he's played ever so well since he's been centre bike and right bike. Roger agreed with you there, saying being impressed with Dick, Dick, but he's been brilliant at right back and centre half. He's not a midfielder, however, in my opinion, as he showed early on. And I think the difficulty there was he's not really played much in, in centre mid and then got pushed to a centre mid. But that's a, if you want to listen to that argument, go all the way back to the start of the podcast when Simon joined. I honestly that. thought that Simon was going to say he's better on the bench, to be honest. <laughs> I did, I was expecting it, and then I was going to. I was going to throw him in the. I was going to throw him in the hot tub, but you didn't pick me up. Yeah, probably not. I mean, I've seen how many Burn biscuits you've shoved away. Burn. I made that one one now. <laughs> one one. We'll see you in towards the uh, the end of the show. Uh, still to come, we're here from Mel Benning as well. Uh, but first, let's uh, take a little trip down memory lane. Now, let's explain uh, what this is. Obviously, it is the final show of the regular season uh, tonight, which is why we're around at Nathan's house having a bit of an end of season party. We'll have a bit of bit of food and a bit of a bit of an end of season celebration I can't believe we made 40 episodes so just mm. want to get this on record I know we have a little bit of a bicker and we sort of take the mickey out of each other but genuinely thank you for making this series and, and uh, everything uh, really really enjoyable we've enjoyed it that much that we decided that over the summer we are not going to not do something we are going to go on a trip down memory lane we've been talking about this for, for weeks and weeks and weeks and last night we actually recorded the first ever episode of a trip down memory lane with Ian Bowling and um, what a night it was what a brilliant a episode it was brilliant night Nate, tell us, uh, tell us about it from, from your point no, of view it was just a fantastic way to start off I think uh, from my point of view I didn't really know what to expect um, but I think uh, well just massive thanks to Ian for coming down and even bigger thank you for just being so open and honest. You know, I think we got more of an insight than, than what we expected, that's for sure. Uh, he was very honest about how he spoke, wasn't he? He was very, um, at, well, he had a great choice of words, which I thought was brilliant. Yeah, yeah uh, there's a lot of swearing in this series, just to let you know that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think Stags fans are going to love it. And as you like to say, it's just, it gives great insight to some. Uh, key points of our of our history, so uh, it's definitely worth watching. Now, because it is such a, a good thing, I bought a brand new camera for it, and we've tried to sort of go ETT on the production. So we've got rid of Cam off the panel, 
and yes. hamstring the man behind the camera yes. doing all the audio and everything. <laughs> we we say <laughs> yes, but well, yeah, you were chipping in and you were watching, you were listening to it. What was it like, obviously, because we were able to chip in and give our comments and sort of ask questions and things like that, whereas you were sort of having that opinion of almost being like a, a listener and a viewer in terms of just sitting there and, and listening to it and watching it. What was it like from that perspective? It's very different to what you three saw, purely down to the fact of I'd, I was either a thought... In my dad's head. And he embellished that, your dad. You'll find out about that. Um, <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> so that. But obviously, I was either a thought or I, was, I wasn't even one before Ian left. So it's like, not. I wouldn't have known about him, I'd never seen him. I've only met the guy once, and that was at a charity match last season. So to hear it, so you met him twice then? Well, <laughs> I'd only met him. I said I'd only met him once and that was a charity match before then. Yeah, right, yeah, I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Carry on. Don't, don't swear. Don't swear. <laughs> Thank God it's the last one. These Mansfield folk, I don't know what they're on about. Oh, dear. Anyway, it, it's something a little bit different because you get, closely I wasn't around, it was like hearing all these stories for the first time and then being able to actually watch rather than because I, I wouldn't particularly know what to ask him because I'd never never seen him play or anything. Whereas you guys, you'd be, either be at the very start of your I football. Didn't, I, he was before me. Was he before you? Before well? me. Wow. Nath? Was, I, I would have seen him play, but I was too young to sort of remember. So. Just me then. Being 80 years old. <laughs> Get you well. that From that point of view then, obviously, so like, you'd watched him, you knew what he was like as a player more than what we did. What was it like? For you, because he was extremely open and honest. Yeah, yeah, at the time, well, obviously I was still young, sixty. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no one's disputing it, mate. <laughs> no, 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 it's no, no, sorry, it's, no. Not, it's not. You know, fifteen years old. Um, I just remember him being like a good goalkeeper, commanding goalkeeper. It was one of the, he was one of the goalkeepers that actually commanded the area because we've had quite a few that. Not done that, Conrado. In <laughs> recent no, years, and well, after Ian as well, Conrado. Paddy shambles. What about <laughs> stories then, Nate? Because as we say, we heard some really funny stories. Without giving too much away, obviously, mm, we're going to. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be out in a couple of weeks' time. We'll give you notice on the exact date. It's a partnership, by the way, with the Mansfield Chad. So if you pick up a copy of the Chad, you'll be able to read some of the quotes from the interview. Uh, and things like that. That'll be in there, and then it'll be on our Facebook page on a Wednesday lunchtime-ish. Um, That's what Craig remembers. Ish. Um, so we'll have that on there for you uh, as well. And there's some great stories in there. Without giving too much away, Nathan, is, is there a particular story which sits in your mind? Um, I think him speaking about him who shall not be named. The, you know. Uh, Vulnerable to himself. Yeah. So yeah, you speak about the the, the era before the Radford's taken over. Yeah, we know how you know that some terrible things obviously happened, and it was very costly for our club. But mm. hearing it from a player's point of view and hearing what they went through and and what sort of things happened, uh, given that sort of insight, I think it just um, makes you understand it a bit more. Because we suffered as as fans, didn't we? But when you sort of understand as well how the players suffer at the same time, it. And uh, you know, you, you could, he was very, um, he was quite emotional, wasn't he, when, when he was telling these stories? So mm. you can really see how, how it did affect them. So, um, you know, it was great to, uh, like, like 
Thanks, Hudson. Um, you know, to, um, to, to sort of hear those stories being told. Well, without further ado, let's have a little listen to a clip from the story about his time with Keith Haslam. Uh, I have bleeped um, some audio of, of this out. Um, so we'll, we'll have a little listen uh, of that. Uh, this is what Ian Bowling, the former Mansfield Town goalkeeper and captain, had to say about the elusive and uh, former chairman owner, he who shall not be named. It's probably one of the hardest times I've had in football. Um, we wasn't then paid. The PFA had to stand in, uh, step in and pay us for three months. We had an embargo on. He wasn't paying his wages. Um, every time we tried to meet him, he wouldn't see us. Every, we'd like training and he'd shoot off at dinner time. So in the end, we ended up locking his car in the car park. Um, just to, just to find out what we're going off because Kinga, Kinga would come in and say, uh, I think we can go away, wait, see parking. And he said, uh, I spoke to him. He says, he's got no money. He's got no money. So we blocked him in. We're going in the dressing room. And we just said, look. And uh, we said, look, we need to know what's going off. It's that you're out of order. We've got mortgages to pay, we've got kids to feed, we've got everything. Uh, and I'll never forget it. John Scofield Stupid went, you a he went, if you work in that pit, you come up after doing a, pit, uh, a shift out pit, they'd rip your head off. <laughs> and he stood there and went, I'll, I'll, I'll try to see what I can do. Did it get resolved in the end? Or? It got resolved in the end. It got resolved in the end because I'd been playing three months with a, a double hernia. I couldn't get out of bed in the morning. Uh, they couldn't fetch anybody else in. Couldn't fetch another keeper in. Um, and in the end, it got that bad that he paid the PFA the money bike so we could bring another keeper. It reached uh, Stuart Neary in, in a way. <laughs> And you'll be able to hear more of that and watch that in a couple of weeks' time. Our thanks once again to uh, Ian Bowling for being so open and so honest. Um, I won't be bleeping things out in the actual thing because basically it'd take me bloody ages. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so we'll have uh, all of that. Stay tuned to this page to have a look uh, at uh, that details of that coming up. And of course, remember that we are doing this for a fantastic cause. This is all going to be done uh, raising money for the Alzheimer's Society. You do fantastic work supporting those who sadly live their lives uh, with dementia day in, day out. Many uh, ex-footballers uh, including that, including uh, Mansfield Town legend Kevin Bird. Uh, so we'll have more on that and we've got some great guests. I'm looking forward to next week as well uh, welcoming Bobby Hassel to the Capo Lounge to uh, speak to him about his size 12 and 13 trailers. <laughs> All will make sense when you watch the uh, Ian Bowling uh, episode. If you want to send in your questions for Bobby, we'll put a photo on our Facebook page, a uh, place for you to do that uh, as well. Let's move back to the here and now then. Obviously Saturday uh, coming up um, big game at the one course stadium against Crawley and Stags of course need to get all three points and hope that Lincoln or Coventry uh, mess up in their respective games let's hear the thoughts now of Stags defender attacking fullback Mal Benning to see what he thinks uh, of course the, jo- the club's joint longest serving player let's see his thoughts uh, on Saturday's upcoming big game I'm quite looking forward to it, to be honest, especially after the Yeovil. And I knew it was going down to the last game of the season. Like, for example, if it comes to the case where Coventry are losing and um, we win 1-0 in the 90th minute, it would be a great feeling. So I, I thought about all the scenarios in my head and I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, I think Gaffer and the, the bench will have a good clue about what's happening in the other games and whatnot. So um, 
it's one of them where as long as we do our job, we get the win. That's enough to take care of ourselves, hopefully. Obviously, we need to win. We can't draw. We can't lose. But obviously, that's not our mindset. Our mindset is we're going to go into the game trying to win. So that's what everyone's preparing for. Obviously, my past two seasons, I've played pretty much every game that I've been available for. So this season, when I have missed out, obviously, it's not a nice feeling missing out. But like I said, it's been up and down the season. But I'm just looking off, looking to finish it off well. And people do associate me with the attacking fullback. Um, but um, even defensive work, I'm, I'm still trying to learn, but I feel like I've got much better over my three years here, playing games and games. So you learn quite a bit, but yeah, definitely I'm, I'm enjoying it at the moment and I'm looking to finish off well Saturday. Obviously, Mad Ben in there speaking to iFollow. If you want to watch that in full and that with Paul Digby and uh, the manager, David Flickcroft, Mansfield Town at net forward slash iFollow uh, for that. The club's joint longest serving player knows what it means to the fans. Uh, have a bit of an up down season as Mal, but uh, you know, he was saying in there that he, he fancied it in, in the dressing room. Uh, what have you made of, of, of his season then? Uh, I don't think it's been as good as what he has last season. Because he laid in with quite a few goals last season, to be honest. Obviously, all of them quite spectacular. But no, Miles, he's a good defender, to be honest. Um, goal, goal scoring wise, I don't think he's had a very good season. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. He scored the most important goal last season. season. It's a fair point. Oh, oh sorry, yeah, yeah. That's probably wrong. Yeah, I apologise before comments come in. Another thing which he said in there was obviously the the big thing. Uh, It's the final talking point we'll have about Saturday's game uh, for now. Will the bench filter through the scores and have them on the players? First and foremost, it looks like they will be doing that, but if you were the manager, Cam, would you um, put that pressure on them or would you just let them go and play and then see what happens at full time? I'd let them know. No. Nath? See... I, what I would do is I, I wouldn't I'd say that he's not going to tell them but um, it depends on the results because I think if it's going to if it's going to give them boost then, then I'd tell them after the game or you know whenever but if they're expecting it and then it, and it is negative news obviously you don't want to tell them then, but they're going to know because you're not telling them so I'd do a bit of reverse psychology really I'd lie and just tell them that they're losing so <laughs> get good <laughs> you know, you know, if, 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 they, if that filter, if the, the bench get the news that they're blinking and you'll be shouting at them, not yeah. Yeah, how well. You'll be telling the scores. Do you know what I mean? If, if they if they Coventry and Lincoln are both winning, um, that's gonna you know give us a blow that we you know don't need because you never know. Exactly. If that's seventy minutes, that could that could still easily change. But if we then drop our heads just because of what other teams are doing and we don't go for ourselves, then we're just shooting ourselves in the foot. So in in some ways, I'd only tell the players if it's going to give us a boost. So I, I just say that you're not saying until unless you decide it can happen. We'll tell them. Final question and final talking point about this weekend before we move on to something a little bit special for the viewers and the listeners for the end of the season podcast. One word answer. I'll start with you, Nath. Can they do it? Yeah. Simon. Yeah. Can? Yeah. We all believe and we hate yes. that the same. Four yeses. Four yeses. Throw to judges' houses or we'll be through to the playoffs. Let's reveal the answer to oddballs before we uh, move on to something a little bit special tonight. Earlier on, I asked you, Daryl, Claire, Cole, Holly, and Jefferson Luke all have links to both clubs. But in this lineup, who is the oddball and why? Any ideas? Carl Holly. It was Carl Holy. Why? I have no idea. Uh, I just guessed. It was. <laughs> and <laughs> the answer, uh, the reason why, is because he uh, didn't actually play for both 
played for Crawley, but he was first team coach at the stake, but didn't actually play a competitive game for us. So well done, you managed to get yourself uh, a little bit of a victory. We are actually now going to move on to the quiz segment. Don't worry, you've not missed it if you've just joined us. Uh, because it's the last show of this, the regular series, we thought we'd have a little bit of a, a fun. Now, I have done these quizzes all series long and I know that the gu these guys absolutely hate me for it well, but they are still going to play the 90 second we, we just hate the, uh, the anagrams fair, all right, fair enough no, I, well, I think I know what's coming I think, <laughs> I, know, I, think I, know, I think I know what's coming um, we are still going to play the 90 second time bomb uh, game uh, which we'll play in a second but the guys have asked me uh, we have a little group chat and they, they said to me earlier on Craig at some point in the show can you disappear for a couple of minutes so we can let the audience know what's going to happen because we want to get our own back and me being a sporting person I agree to that so I'm going to unclip my microphone I'm going to hand over to Cam I'm going to disappear inside for uh, a couple of seconds let me turn that down first otherwise um, you'll I'm going to disappear inside for a couple of seconds and um, I'm going to let you Cam um, oh, who's the hostess? You're the one who looks, yeah. the one who looks the most like me. So I'm, I'm just the hair. What are you saying? All right, fair enough. Um, so I'm going to hand over to let you uh, decide, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for watching the podcast throughout the uh, the series. Stay tuned because we've got a bit of fun and games on, on the way for you. Oh, I'm going to regret this. Bye. Yeah. Pirates are upstairs, by the way. Yeah, please, please don't let them out. Yeah, don't let them out. Bye. Well, there we go. Oh, they've gone. They've gone. Just... We'll just give you a running contract. He's hiding in the cupboard at the minute. I don't know where he's going. Where is he going? I don't know. He's in the closet. I think. Well, he's going to come out of the closet in a minute. I've got the patio doors. I left my wallet outside in there. Past the swing inside, the seat swing, there's that door directly opposite. Yeah. He's not in there, he's in the other one. That's all right. So if anyone knows Nathan Haas, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so Craig's giving us some tough quizzes, shall we say, yeah. all season. Unfair. Not off. Now, we thought that we'd screw him over, basically, and give him some absolutely horrid questions. So these are three questions of mine, one of them Simon's. Nathan could think of any. I just ignored so, the message, didn't I, really? There, there's some <laughs> really... Yeah, you can, you can make a question up. Yeah, you can make a question up right I'll now if you want to. If, if, I need, if, if we need it, I'll think of something. If, you, if we need it, we'll think of it. Right then. Yeah. So basically, we've just got some really tough questions. You can wait there. Wait there. Basically, the questions... The, the questions about... Um, well, one well, about my first game. Let's just get him back and we'll answer, yeah. ask him. Yeah. Yeah. Craig. Come on in. Don't bark at you. So there you go. Welcome to the, the guest with, well, the hostess with the mostest, I suppose. Bye, Hoods. <laughs> I'll let you clip you back in and then I'll turn you up. Are you in? I'm in. in. Oh, I'll turn you back up there. Right. And the obligatory dog bark. But yeah, you basically. Set your off. So. Yeah, the questions are all based around things that you are pretty much 100%, 100% not going to know. Well, obviously. What, what's, 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 is there a punishment to this or what? what yeah, you've got to yeah. put it up to well, the code. We, we said this last week, didn't we? You, and, and this was your sort of idea when, when, when this was us, so you can't back out now. 
No problem. No problem, boys. Not a problem. That's fine, though. He's bought a spare change of clothes, hasn't he? He's in case. No, no spare clothes? Nothing. Not a problem. I don't know what. You, you know, know I've got to turn the hot tub off until it's cold and past giving, don't you? No worries, mate. Not a problem. That's fine, though. Right, then. Craig, <laughs> you have four questions. I'm never, I'm never going to get right. You've got to get half of them right. Two. Yeah. <laughs> That's not one of the questions. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> I'm surprised it's taking three attempts at that. But... All right, leave it out. Come on. So, question one: On the opening day of the 2008 season, Mansfield Town made the long journey to Ebbsfleet as the first game in the, na- in the conference. Snatched a last-minute draw thanks to goals in the 63rd minute from Michael Blackwood and the 89th minute from Jason Lee. What was the attendance for the game? You are allowed within ten. Either way. Hey, I'll go 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 what minute did Matt Green score the winner against Wrexham to send the Stags back into the Football League? Do I get... You've got to get this one exactly. Clear <laughs> options. Yes. I've not got them written down, but I'll give you it. Go on, then. The 37th minute. Yeah. The 40th minute. Yeah. Or the 43rd minute. No, it was earlier than that. It was the first one, 37. It was well, early. 40th minute. <laughs> you got to get the last oh, yeah. I thought you'd have got that one. You've got to get the last two right. Question three. Cannes' first Stags match was in the JPT first round against Grimsby in the 05-06 season. No, it wasn't. Sorry. I've got that wrong. I was, I've not written this down. 06-07 season, winning 3-0. You've got to give me the two goal scorers from that game. What season? 06-07. Mickey Bolden. And oh, oh, 07. <laughs> oh, 07. Oh, 07. Go on, be nice. Give me He's got it wrong either way. So give me the initials then. Uh, uh, give me a clue. Give me the initials now. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll probably CB. have more of a chance. CB. CB. Right, go on then. Yeah. CB. And AB. The, the CB. The CB. other one. The, the, the other one doesn't the, even play for us. One of, one of the goals. Was an own goal? It was an own goal. Yeah. What's the point of that? What a stupid question! That's, 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 that's our point. Oh, it's like, how are we C- supposed to know who scored C- the first goal in the conference? CB. CB? No, go on, go on. Should we give him another clue? Yeah, go he on. came back to play for us under Adam Murray. Broke his leg. Chris Beardsley? Yep. And the other one was what? It was an own goal for, the, for a player that... This is good. He now plays for Doncaster. Centre-back. CB. No. That was a midfielder. <laughs> I think he was a centre-back. You the CB one. Yeah, you got the other one. Chris Beardsley. What was the other one then? Andy Butler. I'd have got that eventually. Yeah. I'd have got that when you said Doncaster. I'd have genuinely got that. Oh, didn't go. Uh, Simon's first season was at 1990 to 91 season. 98. Well, I wasn't even born. Thanks for saying 98. That was a bit older. I meant 88. 
was the top scorer and how many goals did they score? Can I have initials? SW. Ooh. SW. Top scorer, striker, SW. Steve Williams. Ooh. Close. Close, yeah. Steve Williams? No. I'll give, you, I'll give you half a point for Steve. Steve, 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 Wurzel, Steve Wurzel, Steve, Steve, what's it? His surname's a shop. Steve, Steve Wilkinson. Yeah, Steve Wilkinson. Steve Woolworths. Steve Woolworths. Well, Craig's lost anyway because he needed to get two, but. This yeah. is how we felt all season when you had stupid questions. No problem. Uh, one round of the 90 second oh, time of game, and the two great. losers are joining me in that hot tub, but I don't care. Two losers. Two yeah, losers. One round. So I thought we just had the loser. No, no, no. We said the loser. I It's one round. I'm allergic to it. It's one round. So whoever wins get, stays dry. You're willing to stay dry. It's, oh, it's the 90 seconds. I just don't know the heading. I never were there. Close. It's the 90 seconds. I can't say. Oh, there we go. Of course, for me, the, I'm ginger. Um, <laughs> who thought of these questions, by the way? Who's idea? Right, you're going Thank first. <laughs> you ready? Sure. Three, two, one, zero. During the 2010-11 season, the Stags could only name three substitutes away at Crawley. Name them all. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Paul Connor. Um, Louis Briscoe. Gary Silva. I ain't moving on until you get one of them. <laughs> what? All right, which Hungarian shot stopper wasn't allowed to play in the FA Trophy final in 2011? Simon, which former Lincoln and Barnes defender captain the Stags on the evening day of the 08-09 season, the first in the conference? Uh, it... I want to say Ben Fletcher. Incorrect. Which sport is defender Reach Day's brother Ryan best associated with? Snooker. Correct. Nathan, the Stags band began the 05-06 season with a two-all draw against who? What year? What, what year? 05-06. Oh, I don't know. That's County. Incorrect. True or false, Richie Barker scored a hat-trick against Boston United. Oh. Correct. Can. During the 2010-11 season, the Stags could only name three substitutes. <laughs> <laughs> name them all. Name them all? Um, pass. During the 2010-11 season, the Stags could only name three substitutes. <laughs> name two of them. Oh, um, oh, two. Five. Four. John Challoner. Alan O'Hare. Two. One. Incorrect. Oh, great. I'm in. I can't believe I had just there. It was Alan Marriott, Steve Foster, and Mark Priest. What? How did you not know that? I mean, it's common sense. I'll tell you what, boys. I'll tell you what. It's been a fantastic season and series sharing it all with you guys. Clearly, you've been subject to some dodgy questions and some very hard rules. Very hard. 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 Very for me here and fortunately for you guys I kind of did see this coming just turn me off for, for a second if you would please Cam. Yeah, you can still hear yourself cause... yeah I mean I'll turn, turn myself back on in a second but I just wanted to uh, unplug this oh Craig's going to start stripping uh, oh no uh, 
I just want to say, <laughs> before I do this... Craig's going to have no dignity yeah, left. Thank you to every single one of you who has watched throughout the course of the series. Your input and uh, the facts you've left comments and shared it and sort of got involved with it has been um, welcome. We, we wouldn't be doing this week in, week out with, without you guys. We wouldn't have made 40 episodes uh, of this without um, you guys uh, either. So uh, thank you very much uh, for that. Cam, you may want to go over there and, and become cameraman. But before you do, I just want to say thank you very much for getting involved. And to you, Simon, and to you, Nathan. We will be back for at least one more episode of the Mansfield Matters podcast, the end of season review. Will that be next Thursday at 6.30ish? Or will we be sat round again talking about the Stags reaching the playoffs we're going to find out. Thank you very much for watching at home. We'll see you again soon. Stay tuned to our Facebook page for all the details of the Memory Lane podcast and much, much more. Um, Simon, if you would. Fortunately, fortunately, some of us came prepared. I'll teach you to stitch me up. Do you mind? Do you mind? Thank you. <laughs> we'll get him. Don't worry. Cheers. I might want to put that on a loop. I've, not, I've got skin tight jeans on. I'm not wearing this for a while. Well, we thought we'd plan this, but... Um, it all was poor shape, don't worry. It's a wrap of your life. You can tell it's live. Uh, thank you very much for watching. I hope you've uh, enjoyed it. Um, to you guys, uh, thank you very much for getting involved. We'll see you next week for either the end of the season review show or um, the playoff special. They wanted me to go in a hot tub. <sighs> I'm mad at my word. If you, if you want some music, please. Question before do, yeah? Did you remember a towel? Yeah, it's over there. Oh, that's disappointing. <laughs> Didn't think I had. No. See you next time. That's not jumping, though, is it? Yeah, but I'm trying to jump. first. What? first. Yeah, that he's it. He didn't jump, did he? Just spin it over to me for a second here if you want. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. For, thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Hope you enjoyed it. This is the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Because my Bye. <laughs>
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.